Hello, and welcome to the AI Casting Call podcast. This is a podcast where we take classic films and ponder who would be casting them if they were to be remade now. Or we will take more recent films and discuss who could have played the roles if the film had been made in decades gone by. To get these casting suggestions, we will put it to our AI overlords. I'm your host, Scott, and I'll be joined by my fellow film enthusiast, Rich. In this episode, we talk about Steven Spielberg's 1993 classic, Jurassic Park. So today we're going to talk about Jurassic Park, which is easily one of my favourite films. And I say one like it's not my actual favourite film ever. (laughs) So it's a film from 93. It was a game-changing film, really, uh, for visual effects. The first time you saw what looked like a real dinosaur rather than a stop-motion creature just blew everyone away and made everyone realise, hang on, we can do whatever we want in films now. We can show whatever we want in films. And I think it paved the way for modern Hollywood blockbusters, really. Yep, definitely. Those boy geniuses at ILM, and I forget the guy's name who actually did the T-Rex. I know there was a documentary about him recently as well. I was going to try and look that up. But yeah, it's it's one of my, it's, I keep saying one of my favourite films. I've got a full Jurassic Park tattoo sleeve. <laughs> it's my favourite film. <laughs> it is your favourite film of all time. Not one of my favourite films. It is my favourite film. I love this film. Yeah, I know. <laughs> As a child, we got the video when it came out. And during the summer, the year after the video came out, my brother and I, I think we watched it pretty much every single morning during the summer holiday. Did you wear the tape out? <laughs> Amazingly, no. <laughs> but yeah, I, I've I've seen that film more times than I can count because I didn't count them. Have you seen it more times than I've seen Top Gun? <laughs> oh, I mean, I saw it more times during that summer than you've seen Top Gun. <laughs> yeah (laughs) i i i love jurassic park i'm not obsessed by it not at all no although some of my collectible items may beg to differ on that one (laughs) so we're going to recast jurassic park yeah and we're going to do it as a remake of the original it's not going to be a jurassic world soft reboot where it's kind of still associated with the original film this is going to be a full-on reboot i was very tempted to suggest that we make that we approach the reboot like we're redoing the book so we're going to keep things a bit closer to how the book actually has things but then i realized that there are still characters in the book that don't necessarily need to be on film there are characters in the book that aren't even they they simply do not appear in the film so people wouldn't know them yeah yeah the book the book is so different to the film isn't it (laughs) and for any jurassic park book nerds i'm talking about people like ed regis if you don't know who ed regis is read the book so i'm going to keep it as if we're remaking the original film rather than remaking the film based on a new approach from the book. Okay. Characters will be... I mean, the the characters themselves that are in the film, they do all appear in the book, so they just have different characteristics, different outcomes as a 
quick example, Robert Muldoon, the gamekeeper in the film, played by Bob Peck, who's quite an athletic-looking guy, whereas in the book, Muldoon is very much in the latter stages of his career. He's a bit more rotund. He has a bit more yeah. weight about him. Uh, so the, the, the characterizations are a little different. So I, I toyed with the idea of making or getting actors that would represent those characterizations. But I, I will stick to what we've normally been doing with this. And so it's as we were. We're remaking the film. The book doesn't exist. The book exists. It's great. Read it. <laughs> so we'll do the remake of the film. Yeah. I've asked ChatGPT a couple of times to give us a new cast for this film, and I've had to do it about two or three times, and I had to refine my search a couple of times because it kept giving me uh, actors who were in the original film. It took me three attempts to get it to give me an actor for Ian Malcolm that wasn't Jeff Goldblum. (laughs) I love Jeff Goldblum. Interestingly, also one of the characterizations that's different from the book. I've I've, marish, I've I've asked ChatGPT to give us a cast using present day actors that doesn't include the original cast. So we do now have our cast. Excellent. We'll start with Alan Grant, who is the sort of middle aged. Well, in, sorry, I'm going to the book again. He is not necessarily middle aged, but he's certainly you know late thirties, early forties, probably bordering more on the early forties. And he's the paleontologist who whose opinion is sought from Hammond to get the go-aheads. In the original film, he's played brilliantly by Sam Neill, who, who did a wonderful job. In, I mean, when you, you consider what, what a lot of the actors in that film had to work with, which was shiny balls on sticks, which wasn't yeah, really yeah. done back then. It was still fairly new. So to be able to get that awe of seeing a brachiosaur for the first time, I, I think he, he I think he captured that really well. Oh, God, definitely, yeah. For the remake, we have been given Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Who is the right, yeah, he's he's... right sort of age, I think. He's definitely got that smartness need yeah he's, he's got that scientist look about him yeah. as well as long as he doesn't go like full-on sherlock yeah <laughs> but yeah now he could pull off playing a, a paleontologist uh really well i think i mean he's a great actor mm. anyway so he he would definitely fit the role quite nicely now for this role i actually had someone else in mind it's one of the few times that I've actually thought about a role and come to my own suggestion. And part of it is based a little bit on my knowledge of the book and I think how he would look if you portrayed him. Because in the book, Alan Grant is, for a start, bearded. Obviously, Sam Neill didn't have a beard in there. Benedict Cumberbatch, he could have a beard. It would maybe need to be a bit better than his beard in Doctor Strange because it would, uh, yeah. it would need to be a proper beard. <laughs> But the actor I actually think would be really good for this role, even even if you didn't give him a beard, but especially if you did give him a beard, I think is Colin Farrell. I, I think if you bearded him up and, you know, get him to put just a little bit of weight on, I think he would be exactly what I picture Alan Grant as when I read the book. Okay. Yeah, that's an interesting choice. And Colin Farrell is, a, is another fantastic actor. So, yeah, I, I love him. You know, he's he's great. And I think... 
I know you like him in all the McDonough films. Yeah, I mean he's brilliant in those. But if you know, if you, if that's what you see in your head when you read the book, then yeah, that that would be an ideal casting choice. Like I read the book a little while ago. I can't really remember the description of him in the book, even though I read it a few months ago. But yeah, I mean, I, I've I again like the film. I've read the book so many times. I may not have worn the tape out of the Jurassic Park video, but I've definitely <laughs> worn my book out. <laughs> Kindles for the win now. Kindles for the win, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I have my own little bias here from thinking about Colin Farrell. Who would you, of the two, of Benedict or Colin, who would you go for? I don't know. I think Benedict would be more of a, he looks more like a, a paleontologist than Colin Farrell does. But then again... In other words, Benedict looks nerdier. He does look nerdier, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't trying to use the word, but... <laughs> People doing those kind of professions can look cool. I give you Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, we'll go for, We'll go with Colin Farrell. Okay. Yeah, only because I, I like him more as an actor. <laughs> Sorry, Benedict. <laughs> okay, so... Next, we have Dr. Ellie Sattler, who was played by Laura Dern in the original. Beautiful Laura Dern, yeah. Sattler is the paleobotanist, so not necessarily dinosaurs, but certainly like plants in the Cretaceous and Jurassic era. And she works alongside Grant in the Badlands, where they dig up yeah. stuff, and whose opinion is also sought by um, so Ellie Sattler is played by Laura Dern. So for this role, ChatGPT has suggested Emily Blunt. Now, Emily yes. was in Mary Poppins Returns. She was in um, 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 Live, Die, Repeat. What's that one? Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, Quiet Place. Yeah, she was in Quiet Place with um, John Krasinski. Emily's done action films. Yeah, I, I think I think that could work. Oh, definitely. She's a brilliant actress. She's one, she's one of my all-time favourites. Yeah, she would be great. Just trying to think, not that I'm deliberately trying to find negatives, but I'm just trying to think whether there is someone, something that maybe it wouldn't quite work. Nothing's springing to mind. So Emily Blunt's hired. Yeah, Emily Blunt is hired. Now, this next role is Ian Malcolm, Dr. Ian Malcolm, chaotician, mathematician in chaos theory. And played just so well by Jeff Goldblum. He makes that character his own. He makes that character just so recognisable, so memeable. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he really does make it his own. And you know, if you've read the book, you know that he did make that character his own because he brought those Jeff Goldblum eccentricities to that character yeah. because some of those don't exist in the book he's a he's a rock star in the book as as yeah. is kind well i say rock star he dresses like a rock star and it's one of the lines that's used in the film uh, hammond says i bring a scientist you bring a rock star yeah <laughs> but, and he does have those sensibilities in the book so he always dresses in black and all of that but i think some of the mannerisms and the certainly the cadence of his speech all all gold bloom all gold bloom yeah and yeah. it is i would say probably one of the harder roles to fill yeah because it's such an iconic role and it would have to be it would have to be an actor who knows that they're coming in not to do a Jeff Goldblum impression. 
they yeah. would have to make it they would have to make the character their own as well even if, yeah. even if making it their own means making it more like the version of the character that's in the book yeah so chat gpt has given us oscar isaac yep i think he i mean when you look at the if you look at the work that he did in moon knight where he's playing lots of well he plays two slash three characters all with very differing personalities so yeah i think he has got that i think he has got that ian malcolm personality that he could find yeah and he's he's also played like a, a scientist guy in ex machina as well yeah and you know he's it's not really a scientist, but he's a creator of a AI. Mm. But yeah, he would he would be quite good actually. And yeah, he can he can prove like with with Moonlight, he can prove that he can do several different you know characters all at once, pretty much. And he really really did show off his acting skills with that series. Even if the series itself was kind of dull, I didn't want to say that. <laughs> That's why I stopped talking. <laughs> I will say the things you won't. It was all right. It was all right. I wasn't a huge fan, but... I think he's got the character within him somewhere. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Without it being a Jeff Goldblum parody. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't want to parody Jeff Goldblum anyway. But he, yeah, I think he would be very good. So the next role is John Hammond, eccentric billionaire who creates Jurassic Park, or he funds Jurassic Park. It's his idea. In the film, he's played by Richard Attenborough as a kind of like a, a lovable grandpa. Yeah, he does. He does give that vibe. In the book, he's a bit more of a dick, very much more of a dick. Less lovable grandpa, more, oh, do we really have to invite grandpa? Yeah. <laughs> but I think, as I said at the beginning, we'll keep it more from the characterizations of the film than the book. ChatGPT has given us Liam Neeson. I'm not convinced by this one. For a start, I mean, I know Liam's doing lots of action films in the aged actor does action films genre at the moment. And I know he's 62-ish, something like that. Yeah. But I don't think he's old enough. No, and he doesn't seem like an eccentric billionaire either. No, he seems... I mean, when you look at some of the roles that he's played over the last 20 years, excluding his ageing acting, ageing action star, you've got things like Ra's al Ghul, uh, who was a teacher to Christian Bale's Batman. Mm -hmm. You've got Aslan, who is the wise, wise lion from The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. So it, it's more... Your sort of teachery, sort of mental roles that he's been doing. I don't think Hammond necessarily. I don't think Hammond is a character that is right for Neeson. No, I don't think so either. I've asked ChatGPT, can we try an older actor for Hammond instead of Liam Neeson? Yeah. An alternative suggestion that it's given is Sir Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. I don't know. Anthony Hopkins would be great, but he is getting on a he bit. He is, no. but then Richard Attenborough was like 80-odd when he did Jurassic Park. So he, was, Fair, he wasn't yeah. exactly young. It, it's kind of weird. I think Anthony Hopkins could do that, look, it's a cute, cuddly grandpa sort of role. But equally, I think if we, did, oh, if gotcha, we decided yeah. to do the dick 
John Hammond from the book. I think he could do that as well. I saw him yeah, recently think, yeah. in The Sun with Hugh Jackman. And it was only a cameo role, really. He's in it for like two minutes. And he plays an absolute ass. <laughs> so I think he could he could do that. And I think he, he in some of his other films, like if, I think in Transformers, he kind of had that similar elderly, like grandpa type of... You know, you could see he was enjoying himself, yeah. even if the film itself was yeah. not fun. He he at least looked like he was enjoying himself. So I, th- I think I think Anthony Hopkins could be a really good choice for Hammond. Yeah, I think he would be as well. Yeah, I think that was a, that would be a much better choice than Liam Neeson. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so next up we've got Dennis Nedry. Now Dennis Nedry is the computer programmer who gets bought off by Lewis Dodgson of Biosyn to steal all the dinosaur embryos. Yeah. In the original film, he's played by Wayne Knight, uh, who people may know from other films like Basic Instinct. He was also a regular, or certainly a recurring character in Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah. He's been in loads of stuff. He is, and yeah, those are the only two things that I can remember. (laughs) <laughs> he's 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 one of those character actors that pops up in everything and you're like oh my god it's that guy from Jurassic Park yeah, or, yeah. <laughs> so obviously Wayne Knight I think Wayne Knight played that role really well I think he was just uh, he was yeah. just the right sort of devious mm-hmm. you know up to no good he also had that nervousness about him of oh my god what if I get caught or yeah oh what things are going to go wrong or and I yeah I I thought he played that really well. Yeah, very panicky uh, and very devious. Yeah, he's, he was really great in that. ChatGPT has given us an interesting suggestion here. Jonah Hill. Now, Jonah Hill is known for a lot of comedies. So he's in like Superbad. He's in 21 and 22 Jump Street. But he does also do, you know, your more serious films like Moneyball. I, I thought... I think he was excellent in Moneyball. Yeah. And Moneyball is it's one of my favourite underrated films. I think it's a great film. Even though I have no interest in baseball, it's a great film. Yeah, I don't really have a lot of interest in baseball either, but it was a really, really good film. So I think Jonah Hill I think Jonah Hill could be an interesting approach to the character. Yeah, he would be. He would be really good. I think he would play off the the computer nerd rolled quite well as well. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's a really good choice. Okay, well, we'll lock Jonah Hill in. Now, the next role is Ray Arnold, or John Arnold from the book. I don't know why they changed it from John Arnold to Ray Arnold. Maybe because it's John Hammond and they needed some kind yeah, maybe. of differentiator. But in, in, in the film, it's Ray Arnold, played by an, at the time, relatively unknown actor... Samuel L. Jackson. Never heard of him. Because this was a year before Pulp Fiction came out, when he really sort of burst onto that cheeseburger-loving Hollywood scene. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of an interesting one to try and cast, because when you think of that role, you're like, oh, yeah, but that's, that's Samuel L. Jackson, you know, this huge, huge star. But it wasn't at the time. No. Do you cast someone who is relatively new or do you cast someone who's relatively big what would you do i don't know if you cast a relatively big actor in it the role is quite small so it would 
it would almost be tantamount to a cameo. Yeah. And you need somebody who is still quite well known, but not like, you know, a huge megastar. Somebody who's like on their way to becoming one, possibly. And the reason I bring this up is because ChatGPT has suggested Michael B. Jordan, who is Adonis Creed. Yeah. Is he Adonis Creed? Yes. Is it Adonis? Yeah. 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 I know it's I know it's Creed, but I... yeah, yeah, no, Adonis Creed, yeah. What was his dad's name? Apollo. Apollo, that's right. Yeah, I'm not sure about Michael B. Jordan. I think he's young. Arnold was supposed to be this, you know, he he was an engineer. He'd been around the block quite a bit. You know, he knew he'd got all this worldly experience. Mm-hmm. So I think Samuel Jackson at the time would probably have been late forties. Possibly, yeah. Maybe something like that. I mean, it's 30 years since Jurassic Park. Actually, 30 years this week, or certainly this month since Jurassic Park. So if he was late 40s, that would put him at late 70s, which feels about right for his current age. So I think Michael B. Jordan is probably a bit too young. Certainly for it to be an, for him to be an experienced, world-weary engineer. Yeah, so I'm I'm wondering whether Jordan is the right right actor for that character. Mm, I don't know. I was going to suggest Donald Glover because he's he would pull off that character quite well, I think. But he's also very young. Yeah, I think he's possibly too young as well. So let, let's just see whether ChatGPT can give us another suggestion. So. I mean, I said mid to late forties, and it's given us someone who's in their fifties, which is Idris Elba. Ooh, Idris Elba. Now he certainly could do world weary. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's his whole shtick for um, Luther, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think that that would be a better choice, to be fair. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay, so so Michael B. Jordan's out. Yeah, Idris Elba in. Idris Elba in. Yeah. The next two characters that we've got the suggestions for, and I'm going to do these two together. Okay. Because it's the the Murphy siblings, so the two mm-hmm. kids that are in the film, Tim and Lex. Now, again, these two characters are one of the major departures from the book. So in the film, Lex is the older sister, with Tim being the younger brother, whereas in the book it's the other way around. Yeah. ChatGPT has given us some suggestions, and it is kept with the film's characterization. So we have an older sister and a younger brother. Lex in the original film was played by Ariana Richards, mm-hmm. uh, who interestingly is an artist now and didn't really do an awful lot of acting after Jurassic Park either. Tim Murphy was played by Joseph Mazzello, and Joseph yeah. Mazzello did carry on acting, and he was also in The Social Network the oh, film he? about Facebook. Yeah, yeah, he was one of Zuckerberg's uh, college roommates and he plays one of the Facebook co-founders. Oh, cool. You, you wouldn't know it because no. he's <laughs> not 10. Because he's not 10, yeah. He's... <laughs> so, yeah, the, the, the two siblings, Ariana Richards and Joseph Mazzello, were the two original actors. Now, for Lex, ChatGPT has given us Millie Bobby Brown of Stranger Things fame. Yeah. Yeah, uh, she was also in Ola Holmes. She's also been in two of the Godzilla films recently. Yeah, I think she's maybe a little bit old though. I mean, she's nearly twenty now, so <laughs> she is. But she still does look 
young. Yeah, she's still got that youthful look about, doesn't she? Uh, the character doesn't necessarily have to be like 13. No. You know, if we're going to be changing the characters a little bit, you could always make her... Make her like an older teenager. Yeah, or 16, 17, something like that. And given who has been suggested for the younger brother, that might work quite well. Yeah. So just for information, uh, Ariana Richards was 13 when Jurassic Park came out. So, all right, Millie Bobby Brown is a little bit older than that. But again, I think you could change it so that the character is a little older. Yeah, yeah. So for Tim, it's been suggested Jacob Tremblay. Yeah, he would be a really good choice. Jacob Tremblay is 16. So if you made Lex like a 16-year-old, I'm sure Jacob could maybe get away. No, maybe not looking at him now. Oh, They don't necessarily have to be like years apart in age. They could be fairly close in age. Yeah. So I think as the two siblings, I mean, you could maybe look for someone who's a little bit younger than Tremblay. Uh, just for in case you're wondering, uh, Tremblay was in Wonder, yeah. the film about the kid with the deformities. He was also in Good Boys, yeah. which is um, a very, very weird comedy. And he's done voice roles like Luca, and he's in The Little Mermaid, the new one. Yeah, and he was also in Room with Brie Larson, which is yeah. a really great film. I think that was his first, well, his first major role, actually. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, no. Let, let's stick with those two. I think they'd be quite good. And like you say, they don't have to be as as young as they were in the film. No, no. I mean, you've the the, the film's taken the two characters and mixed, you know, swapped their ages. But there's nothing to say you couldn't have the film Lex age and the book Tim yeah. age and put yeah. them, you know, fairly close together. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that would be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Next character, I mentioned him at the beginning, um, Robert Muldoon. He's the gamekeeper. He's the clever girl. Yeah. He looks like a gamekeeper as well, doesn't he? Once he sticks his carcass on, he looks like one of those guys you'd see on an African safari. Bob Peck does, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now... As I, as I said, the, the characterizations in the film and the book are, are slightly different. The outcomes of the character in the film and book are slightly different as well. So Bob Peck, as you said, he looks like a gamekeeper. He looks like a, are you sure we should be doing this? Yeah. Sort of character. Again, this is this is a recasting that I'm not 100% on. Really? ChatGPT has given us Tom Hardy. I like that idea. There are elements to it that I like. I think, like if you if you have a gamekeeper for like a wild zoo or anything like that, you want someone who looks like they're not just going to be, you know, a, a two minute snack for the lion. Yeah. And Tom Tom Hardy would definitely fit that bill. What about a previous name that popped up, Liam Neeson? Neeson's too old. I know he does you his actiony he... stuff. Yeah, I know he does his actiony stuff, but I think he's. I think he's too, yeah. No, yeah. Leeson doesn't doesn't sit right. No, I mean maybe maybe we could keep Tom Hardy and you know see yeah, how I'm... filming goes for a couple of weeks and then fire him if it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> back, no, back to the I future like, style. I, I like the idea of Tom Hardy though. We'll we'll keep him. Okay, we'll keep him with an asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Donald Gennaro, 
the blood-sucking lawyer. Yeah. And unfortunate toilet occupier. <laughs> so he was played by Martin Ferrero, who, I'll be honest, I don't know a single other thing he's been in other than Jurassic Park. No. I've never seen him in anything. I, I, I could look him up right now, and I'm not looking him up. <laughs> so he's played by Martin Ferrero. So Donald Gennaro is the lawyer for Hammond. Yeah. He represents investors. He's on the island to make sure that the concerns of the investors are unfounded, that the yeah. park is fine, because yeah. they've had incidents and they want to make sure that their money's not going <laughs> to go down the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Although Martin Ferrero, to me, to others he may not be, but to me he's an unknown actor. I don't know who mm-hmm. he really is. ChatGPT, however, has given us a name that I definitely do know. I think everybody knows. And I think this actor would be quite good as a blood-sucking lawyer. And I'm oh, basing gotcha. that on... Um, uh, I can't remember the film. Anyway, Jake Gyllenhaal. Nightcrawler? Yes, Nightcrawler. That's the yeah. film. Where he's that sort of... Not shady? Yeah. That's not the lawyer character in Jurassic Park, but I think based on what you see in Nightcrawler, I think he could play a, you know, out-for-himself lawyer. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it would be really cool to see him have a toilet incident. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds so wrong out of context. (laughs) Get eaten by a dinosaur while sitting on the loo. How's that? (laughs) Yeah, that's a bit better. I think he would be all right as Donald Gennaro. Yeah, I think he would be really good. Yeah, definitely. So the last character that I'm going to bring up is Dr. Henry Wu. Now, in the film, he's barely in it. He is the geneticist who they talk to when you have the hatching of the baby raptor. He's the one that tells them that the dinosaurs are all female, but life uh, finds a way. In the book, he has a much bigger presence he he's in it a lot more. He has a lot more conversations with Hammond. He has a very different outcome yeah. to that of the film. And in the original film, he's played by a fairly young B.D. Wong, who has gone on to play the role in all three of the sequel films. Mm-hmm. He was also in Mr. Robot, amongst other things. From what I can tell, he's a very well-received actor. Yeah. The character, the actor that's been suggested, I think would probably result in a slight name change because Riz Ahmed, I don't think would be a woo. Nah, no. <laughs> in terms of the actual character, I think Riz Ahmed would be a, a, a brilliant choice. It, it would be a similar sort of role, although less villainous, I guess, as the one he had in Venom. Yep. I think. Ahmed as Henry Wu or whatever surname we decide to or we would give him. Yeah. I I think he would be perfect for that. I think it would be a great little role for him. Yes, definitely. Yeah, he would be really good. Yeah, let's stick with that. I like that idea. Let's recap then. So Alan Grant, we've gone with Colin Farrell. Yeah. Ellie Sattler is Emily Blunt. Yeah. Ian Malcolm is Oscar Isaac. Yep. John Hammond is... Anthony Hopkins. Yes. Dennis Nedry is Jonah Hill. Yep. Ray Arnold is Idris Elba. Yeah. Yeah, much better choice. Lex 
Murphy is Millie Bobby Brown. And Tim Murphy, Jacob Tremblay. Yeah. Robert Muldoon, Tom Hardy. Donald Gennaro, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. And Henry Wu is Riz Ahmed. Yes, excellent. I would watch the hell out of that. I I think there's some really good choices in there. I think there are some that I would have to see how it turned out. Mm -hmm. In particular, Tom Hardy. I think it's one that could go either way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a very good actor and, you know, stick some khaki on him and give him a hunting rifle and I think he'll be quite good as a, <laughs> as a gamekeeper type person. Yeah, I think those are some very good choices there. Yeah. Some very good choices. Yeah. Now, I asked you when we did Star Wars, there's one character in Star Wars that you can't not discuss and that is the score. Yeah. Now, Jurassic Park obviously has a brilliant score from John Williams. It has one of the best musical cues that he's done. It, it's certainly up there in, like, the top five. Yeah, I mean, you, you hear that theme from Jurassic Park and you instantly get dinosaurs in your head, you know. Yeah, you know, you, you just know what it is. Yeah. I asked you when we did Star Wars, because it was your favourite um, series of films, who you would get to compose the... Yes. Score. Yeah. And I feel it's only fair that I sort of ask the same question of myself. Yep. Who would I choose as John Williams' replacement? Who would you choose? I kind of want to be cheeky and say, I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to drag John Williams out of retirement. <laughs> but that, that, would, that would be unfair because I made you choose. You did someone make, you did make you choose John yeah. Williams. I thought maybe someone like. John Powell, who did uh, the solo score. He also did the How to Train Your Dragon scores, which I really like. Yeah. I would probably go with John Powell. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good choice. If I can't have Williams. If I really can't have Williams. <laughs> yeah, no. You can't You can't have John Williams. Then I would go with John Powell. Yeah. Okay. That would be a good choice. Cool. Cool. If you agree with any of those choices or you disagree... Let us know in some of the comments on our socials. We are on Instagram at AI Casting Call Pod, and we are on Twitter, AI Casting Call. Let us know what you think, and we will see you next time. Exactly. Welcome to Jurassic Park. <laughs>